game that makes me question the value of love? That's what I'm looking for. It's one more thing. Armstrong and Getty. One more thing. Before we get to that, and both of these topics involve Sean to a great degree. One of them we talked about last week, but I wanted Joe to be involved in this. Oh, thank you. A uh, new hot video game that's out, and uh, and it's, it's, it's it sounds crazy to me. But anyway, before we get to that, briefly came up with this idea, idea yesterday. And uh, my wife was toying with it. Uh, we, we didn't really, we never took it seriously. But then we got off into uh, joking around about it world, you know, as often happens. Sure. Levity. One-upping each other, that sort of thing. Yeah. The idea was my s- mm. the idea was having my son Henry smoke pot with Sean. <laughs> the <coughs> the idea being Sean has read enough about pot smoking yes. that we quote think unquote, read enough. <laughs> we think that you could pull it off if you uh, that you you've learned enough from reading about it that you well, could it do it if a, you had to. Part of your training as a DEA agent. Well, it's similar to uh, various um, hallucinogenics, right? You often have a, a kind of a shaman there who is experienced right. in the journey and who doesn't take it with you, but is there to kind of hold your hand through your journey. My my poor son, Henry's got all these uh, emotional, mental mm-hmm. problems that uh, it's organic, as they say, it's a physical thing. It's And they're still trying to figure out what it is. Anyway, he's miserable all the time, and it's just his life is just so difficult. And uh, smoking pot would clearly be, if he were 25, be obviously a great idea for him. Because mm-hmm. he's just a nonstop, can barely function anxiety case all day long. And uh, at least all kinds of problems. And and Laura brought up the idea of, you know, we can't have him, we can't teach him to smoke probably as an eight-year-old. Right. Um, maybe he could a hot box. And I said, I don't know what that is. I've heard that term, but I don't actually know what that <laughs> I, is. I, I've used it. I've heard it in terms of flatulence. So it's similar concepts, so scientifically. What, what would that be? Again, we're, we're heading down the road of we were just, you know, one-upping each other on jokes. But uh, Hotboxing is uh, where you just smoke in an enclosed area, so the, the smoke has no ventilation, no place to go, and you just kind of by proxy, by breathing in the room that you, it's often in like cars and stuff. But not as... Aggressive scent. Think of like a, a Spicoli uh, van from <laughs> from Fast Times. But it wouldn't be as intense as having an eight-year-old, teaching an eight-year-old to smoke. <laughs> well, no, there are there are ways to take in THC without burning stuff. But so the, uh, the, don't take the fun out of the, uh, you know, don't get, don't get serious, because it'll okay. ruin everything. <laughs> okay. Uh, the whole point is uh, none of this is ever going to happen, so it's just an attempt to humor. Um, but so the next step, the clear and logical next step would be... Have him drink wine with me. Sean and... Wine tasting. Sean You're going to find this one a tad dry. Yes. Sean and Henry sitting in a car with Sean smoking dope so yes. Henry could get part of the... While talking about Minecraft. While he's probably playing on his Switch or something. Play, talking yeah, yeah, yeah. video games. It just... It actually, by the time you get to the end of it, it would be the... While wildly a bad idea and illegal in nine different ways in every state in America, it'd be the happiest he's ever been, I'll bet, if he sat in a car inhaling pot with Sean talking about video games. You're describing several podcasts that I listen to on a regular basis, <laughs> Not by only the way. that, but duh, signed all the people sitting in cars smoking pot talking about video games <laughs> who are in all 50 states right now. But most of them aren't eight-year-olds. So. True enough. Yeah. yeah, don't do drugs, kids. That's what college is for. Thinking that that would probably work pretty well for him, though. So this Minecraft. So how does it? I, I can just see that being an all-day thing. The, the hard part would be getting to stop doing that and wanting to do it every single day. That'd be another downside. Yeah, yeah. 
Yeah. But so we we're, we're talking about video games on Friday. What's the name of this game, Sean? Uh, the Last of Us Two is so, the, the, the game that just came out. So I read a review for the. Have you heard? I'd never heard of. S- this. Sounds like a shitty rom com sequel. <laughs> <laughs> All right, is it is it Tom Hanks or Ben Stiller? Which is it? The Last of Us. Had you ever even heard of this? No. I had not. No, sir. So I came across this review in the New York Times, and it and it it mentions something in the headline of you know, the biggest video game of all time making X gazillion dollars or whatever. And I thought, I've never even heard of this video game. Well, the second version of it is out, and the reviewer said, it will make you question everything you hold dear in life. It will make, <laughs> you, me? It will make you question the meaning of love. And it, <sighs> and it quoted several people reviewing this video game saying, uh, I played it over the weekend. I still haven't recovered. Wow. Um, you know, <laughs> my, I, I played it for an hour and I'm still not the same. That my, sort of thing. My friend who's the uh, same age as me uh, texted me over the weekend. I would describe the first two hours of The Last of Us 2 as emotionally taxing and nerve fraying. Great game. Wow. <laughs> wow. What's the nature of it? Why is it making me question everything I hold dear? And why would I want to? Why would I ever want to do take in any entertainment that I'm still so shaken from a week later I can barely function? <laughs> Uh, the genre of the game is kind of a, a survival horror sort of thing, right? It's a, it's about a, pan, a disease slash zombie thing. All right, it's got a, a disease element, which is one of the reasons it, it's so huge right now. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and uh, the the plot of the first one, which came out seven years ago, so I'm not worried about spoilers or whatever. Uh, the, the main protagonist is a young girl who gets infected by the disease, but it turns out she has the cure. And you're uh, kind of playing the role of the guardian of her and uh, trying to get her to the place where they can get the get the cure out of her, et cetera, et cetera. Mm. Um, uh, the the ending of that game has a bit of a, a grim finish as um, you've been playing as the protector the whole time. Turns out that the only way to get the the cure for the rest of humanity, they can't do it and have this this girl survive as so well. So you got to kill her. No, well, that's what they do. You as spoiler a, alert, you being the protector of her, then you kind of flip out as a character and you kill the doctors, and then so you've kind of doomed humanity because you had this connection to this girl, right? And now the sequel is uh, people looking for revenge but, on the guy who did the stuff in the first one. Uh, okay, oh boy. but so you you get um obviously you must get emotionally enough invested in these people that there's some pain involved in. You know somebody you apparently care about in a is, video game it character. Is, it is easy to not understand that video games, when done in this way, are as top-notch storytelling devices as there are on the planet. All right, and sure, and you, you can... are playing an interactive ten-hour movie. Okay, I get that yeah. because I have watched movies where the character dies or whatever, and you're you're hurt by it. Yes, and you know. Nobody says to you, or you don't say to yourself, it's a movie, you idiot. It's just an actor. It's a script. It's the camera there. None of this is real. Right. And so that happening actually in a video game. Okay. So I can, that, that makes sense to me. It, Spread out over many, many hours. So you get emotionally invested in the story and then something horrible happens. And that's where the questioning love and everything comes from. Uh, well, the, it touches on a lot of it, like vengeance and revenge is a big part of the the underlying theme throughout both of these games. Um, uh, people who you thought you could trust not being trustable, right? Like this, you, um, yeah, it, it plays with a lot of the human emotions that uh, m- movies of similar themes would do. So too. as we get better and better with virtual reality and video games and all that sort of stuff, and then these themes of 
violence and betrayal that make you question everything about life. What is this going to do to us? Um, I'm tempted to say if you have uh, a family, you don't need that because life makes you do that. Um, and when everybody was part of a family, I think there'd be less of a, a market for that. It's like you've said, I've said, um, I, when I was raising kids, I did not go to any like tragic movies or hardcore family dramas. Or Why would I? I'm in the middle of one. I'm living one. So I, it may have something to do with, uh, you know, the unmarried childless uh, and making their way through lives and needing some drama. But I don't know. I wonder if there's any chance. Um, it's also fantastic entertainment. You know, I don't want way. entertainment that makes me question love. Ever, I don't either. Ever. Yeah. But um, uh, or uh, I wonder if there's any chance of having something like that where people would be able to express the sort of anger we've been seeing in the streets the last couple of weeks, smashing stuff up. Hmm. But it's all played out on a video game, smashing stuff up and getting your revenge and righting wrongs. Wow. Now you chance get my attention. So it's not causing violence. It's it's letting off the steam that can cause it. Huh. Or I don't you, know. Or, you would be, or, or would you be practicing that muscle in a safe <sighs> environment and then taking it to the street to pretend? I don't know. I really don't know. That's a great question. I think a lot goes into the participant of it. As someone who has played numerous violent video games and have kind of, during those courses, oh, that's a weird impulse that I had there of in this digital thing. Yeah, really give it to them, right? Like, mm-hmm. But I, I I am among the least violent people I've ever encountered yeah, no, in my I'm, life. I'm not a knee-jerk, uh, and they're, they're, the studies don't exist that make it clear that these video games are going to, you know, really warp you. <laughs> so right. we'll have to wait. and see, You know, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. But, I have, but I have felt that. Uh, I don't know if placebo is the right word of it in these uh, aggressive video games, kind of feeling that same sort of ah, afterwards, similar to like if I'm going at it at a punching bag, right? Uh-huh. Like it, it, I've, I've felt similar uh, decompression of my own hmm. psyche. Interesting. In that. I, I don't think, yeah. I, go ahead. Well, I don't, I, I don't worry about you because you're a reflective person. You think about yourself and your reactions. A right, lot of people right. don't. And I do need to point out that <clears throat> in Dave Grossman's fabulous book on killing, he points out that, the real breakthrough in training soldiers to actually shoot at the enemy. Because back in World War II, they figured out it was barely 20% of people with guns who actually shot at the enemy with the intent to, sh- Which is to hurt incredible. them. They would shoot up in the air, over their heads, because people don't want to hurt other people, except for, you know, psychopaths. Um, and the way they broke through was in making targets much more realistic and later using video training and the rest of it where you're actually shooting humans. So you become uh, used to not shooting at a, at a bullseye target like they did back in all the wars before where guns were involved, but actual humans to de, uh, what's the term? Desensitize. desensitize you to actually shooting human beings. So I, I do worry about that, and it might be one kid out of 25 who, having been somewhat desensitized to human beings, also has a murderous impulse and goes out and, and mm-hmm. does it in a school or something. But I don't think there's no effect on But people. were they going to do it anyway? Well, no. Uh, no. My His argument would be they might want to, but they would still find mm. the act abhorrent enough they couldn't go through with it. So the person that's between Dylan Roof, I hate to know any, even know any of these people's names, yeah. but the person that's between him and normal. Yeah. 
that might not have done it otherwise. Yeah, and it's impossible to put percentages on this. You know, 8% of the kids who want to kill all their classmates have been influenced by video games. Mm-hmm. To go ahead and, I don't know. I also feel compelled to say that, that my mom had a huge part in this and that she would, when I got new video games, she would sit next to me as I played it and would kind of talk about what she saw and, huh. and would have conversations about the things and that as i advanced from your mario brothers and your sonic the hedgehogs up to more kind of you know <laughs> we're doing a lot of sonic the hedgehog oh that's great games love yeah. those um more to you know more teen and adult style games she was there kind of saying well that well that's over the top right just kind of right pointing out things that are obvious but it was important to have those conversations mm-hmm. <laughs> i will also report watching my son who's a a very gentle person um, playing Grand Theft Auto yes. was hilarious. <laughs> and the, the violence is so stupid and over the top and obviously just it's just dumb that it didn't strike me as threatening. It was just funny. On the other hand, he was not 11 year olds, uh, 11 years old and unsupervised at the time. Correct. Yeah. So, yeah, that's that's funny. My son always says that, uh, well, some of the kids at school play Grand Theft Auto or whatever the buying game is, and I say, which ones? He says, well, all the idiots do. And I said, yeah, all the idiots who are idiots because they got no parents mm-hmm. that are paying attention to them have those games, which yeah. is going to continue them on their path of being idiots through their lives. Yeah. It's not an accident how a lot of it all fits together. Well, my final thought is I feel bad now. I think Hanson has to label his podcast as, uh, for mature audiences because I said shitty earlier, and I feel shitty about that. Practically shitty, shitty bang-bang in here. Are you kidding? <laughs> Terrible. Shitty of the angels. What? What? He's not done yet. <laughs> no, I think I am. <laughs> okay, I'm going to add a moose knuckle. There. Uh, well, I guess that's it.